Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Everything USC podcast on Believe, the place to find a sports or pop culture show for passionate fan bases across multiple platforms. This is Believe. Every team, every topic, everywhere. I'm your host, Nara Wang, and in episode 99, we're going to be talking about the USC women's basketball team, currently ranked 10th in the country by the AP, 11th in the coaches poll, with a starting guard on the team, Kayla Padilla. Kayla, thanks for joining me on the Everything USC podcast. Hey, Nara. Happy to be here, and yeah, I'm excited to talk more about this team and how the season's going so far. And if you enjoy listening to the show, you can subscribe, download, and rate it wherever you go to get your favorite podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, TuneIn, and many more. Or go right to our website at Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com, on social media, at Believe Network. For me, I am on X, or as I call it, the artist formerly known as Twitter, at Narawang Sports, N-A-R-A-W-E-N-G Sports. Kayla, if the people want to catch up with what you're doing, what the team is doing, where can they go? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at k.smooth or on Twitter, KaylaCP underscore. And if you want to find more general news about our team, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at USCWBB. The Everything USC podcast is brought to you by Bet Online, which continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops, Throughout the year, with up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team, and remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. The game starts here. Before we get into how the season is going for the Women of Troy basketball squad, and spoiler alert, it's going really well, let's get to know my guest today, Kayla Padilla, a little bit more. After four years at the University of Pennsylvania, where she played three seasons due to the Ivy League canceling winter sports in the 2020-21 school year due to COVID, earning first-team All-Ivy honors in every season and a degree in economics, Kayla decided to return to SoCal as a grad transfer, having grown up in Torrance and attending Bishop Montgomery High School. She led the Ivy League in scoring as a junior and a senior, and last season against USC for Penn on November 23rd of 2022, she had 13 points, 6 rebounds, and 5 assists at the Galen Center as a visiting player. So, Kayla, why did you decide to become a USC Trojan after having played us last season? Sure. So, I think it all kind of boils down to my childhood. I mean, like you said, I'm a Southern California native, so schools like USC were always at the forefront of my mind and growing up coming to Galen Center to watch games and having so many people I've looked up to who've worn this USC jersey. So after having gone to Penn and recognizing that I had this opportunity to use my last year of eligibility elsewhere, 
USC checked off all the boxes, not just in terms of what an up and coming program this was and having the opportunity to play, you know, with one of the biggest names in college basketball right now in Juju, but also academically it allowed me to make a sort of lateral move coming from Penn and having studied at Warden. And then the cherry on top was again being able to return home and have my final season be played just 20 minutes away from where I grew up. So it's been a dream come true and again has checked off all the boxes for me. So it sounds like coming back to the home area was a big factor in your decision. What other schools were you considering besides USC? Yeah, I was considering some other schools in the Pac-12 and ultimately it did come down to USC or Michigan. So two pretty different schools and while both obviously had its great advantages. I mean, Michigan also has a great business school. I think just the way I felt on my visit here and obviously having already some existing chemistry with some people on the roster. And I actually even took my official visit here with Mackenzie Forbes, who is obviously now here with me as well. It just felt like a perfect fit. And then again, the cherry on top, it's 20 minutes away from home. So it's hard to pass up the opportunity to have my last year of college basketball being played in front of a bunch of family and friends. And you mentioned Mackenzie Forbes. You and Mackenzie are the only two players who have started every game for the women of Troy this season. And right now you've got 7.7 points per game, good for fourth on the team, totaled 52 assists, which is third on the Trojan squad. And you lead the team and are third in the Pac-12, shooting a blistering 46.8% from three-point land this season. So what is the transition been like for you from playing in the Ivy League to playing in the Pac-12, probably the toughest conference in the nation. Right. It's been a big adjustment. I mean, I really credit my time at the Ivy League to have really prepared me for this moment. And the Ivy League is truly an up-and-coming league, consistently, you know, in the top 10 conferences. So being able to play against really strong competition there and obviously having a lot of experience on the floor, I think, has allowed me to make a rather smooth transition here. But I mean, it is a step up. Like you said, I think the Pac-12 is arguably one of the best conferences in this country. So it's a different ball game. Playing against bigger, better, faster players was definitely a step up. And then for me, it was also a, a type of role adjustment as well, where I played more of a shooting guard and now here taking on more of a role of a point guard. But overall, just having the support of the coaches and my teammates to lead me through this process has ultimately made it a really great one. What was the pitch from head coach Lindsay Gottlieb to sell you on USC? What did she talk about? Did she talk about the fact that you came in and played against us and what she saw? Like, What was the message like from her when you were looking at USC? Honestly, it wasn't hard to sell USC at all. Obviously, I knew a lot about the school and the program. I mean, Coach Lindsay herself is a super accomplished and well-respected coach. I mean, even my head coach at Penn really was singing her praises all throughout this recruiting process. But she does have that unique factor of also having played in the Ivy League as she's a graduate of Brown. So she understands the sort of Ivy League student-athlete life and, and has a better understanding as to what it would take to transition from a conference like the Ivy League to the Pac-12. So it was nice to know that she had a, a good understanding of what that would entail. But then in addition to that, I mean, she just did a great job at really introducing me again to the program and, and really selling sort of what this program could become in this current season. And I mean, everything she had told me has come true and exceeded expectations. But again, it wasn't a really hard sell because I had already such great understanding of what USC was and, you know, the potential of what we could be this year. 
And as you mentioned, attending Penn, you were part of the Wharton School of Business, one of the great business schools in the country. And now you're pursuing your master's degree at USC in entrepreneurship and innovation. So what's it been like off the court for you socially, academically at SC compared to what it was like at Penn? It's honestly been a great challenge in, in the best way possible. Like I said, in the recruiting process, I wanted to make sure I was making a sort of lateral move, especially academically, though it's hard to sort of be, you know, coming from one of the best undergrad business schools in the world. But I feel like my experience at Marshall so far and in this Master's of Entrepreneurship and Innovation program has been great. And it's a, you know, additional bonus that three of the other grad transfers are in the same program. So it's a, as much as we get to bond on the court, it's a special experience to also have them in the classroom as well. But it's been, again, a great adjustment. The only difference really is like a lot of our classes are at night instead of the day. So it's been an adjustment in lifestyle. But I've really been enjoying the education I've been getting so far here and, and socially just to be in LA and just to have again closer reconnection to friends I've had in high school and middle school to be able to have them here and, and visit with them often has been really great. And um, definitely taking advantage of this opportunity again to just explore this great city that I've lived in for all my life. This is the Everything USC podcast on Believe. I'm Nara Wang. My guest today, starting point guard for USC, Kayla Padilla. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, subscribe, download, and rate it wherever you get your favorite podcasts or at our website, Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com, on social media at Believe Network. For me, I'm on X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it, at Nara Wang Sports, N-A-R-A-W-E-N-G Sports. Kayla, where do the people go to connect with you and the team? Yes, if you want to find me, you can find me at, at k.smeal on Instagram or at KaylaCP underscore on X or Twitter. And if you want to find more about what our team is up to, you can find us on Instagram and X slash Twitter at USCWBB. Hey everybody, this is Ryan Lee, former Washington State Coug, and you're listening to the Everything USC podcast with Nara Wang on the Believe Network. And now let's get into how this USC women's basketball season is going. Head coach Lindsey Gottlieb in her third season at the helm of the program has really turned things around. 16-4 and four this season, 6-4 and four, tied for fifth right now in the Pac-12 as we record this show. Started the season with 10 consecutive wins in non-conference play. And as we've already kind of referenced, besides Kayla Padilla, also bringing in transfers Mackenzie Forbes from Harvard, Caitlin Davis from Columbia, Dominique Darius from UCLA, Roxanne McCollo from TCU, and the heralded freshman Juju Watkins and Malia Samuels. So when you have so many new players, and especially with three of you jumping right into the starting lineup, Kayla, how does the team gel with all of these changes and bringing in all this new flavor to the USC Trojan team? Yeah, I really credit the existing sort of core group that was here last year and really setting the standard of what USC is all about and really welcoming all of us sort of new faces with opening arms. I think it also helps that a lot of the, you know, incoming new people are also graduate transfers and people who have experienced college and understand what it takes. So being able to bring in that sort of leadership from the get-go, I think has been pretty vital for this team. But Again, summer was a really great time for us to sort of get to know each other, build chemistry early on. For us Ivy League people, summers are not mandatory. So 
for a lot of us, it was our first time spending a summer with the team. So having that additional two, three months to really gel with each other, spend time with each other, both on and off the court, I think really helped us, again, in building that chemistry early on. And I felt like we clicked and connected right away. We're all basketball players, we're all hoopers on this team. So, I mean, as much as we loved you know, spending time on the court with each other, all of our personalities seemed to gel. And I think that has really sort of leaked into the success of how the season has been going. Is there any singular teammate you say you've clicked with the most, whether it's on the court or off the court? Yeah, I mean, I'll have to say like Mackenzie, truthfully. I mean, we, it was funny because we actually took our official visit together in April of last year after obviously having played against each other in the Ivy League, but not really getting the opportunity to have really spoken or chatted before. So it was nice to have her on this visit and to experience this together. And we actually, committed at the same time together at Coach Lindsay's house. So that's a, a special moment that we'll always have with each other. And then ended up becoming roommates here. And then again, in the entrepreneurship program. So we spend a lot of time together and it's been great to sort of, you know, have seen her as maybe the foe in the Ivy League, but now Ted becoming one of my closest friends here at USC. Yeah, Mackenzie and you and Caitlin Davis all coming in from the Ivy League. That's not usually how I think most people think of for transfer portal right everyone thinks it's big programs and all that kind of stuff but as you've pointed out the ivy league is up and coming there's good players in the ivy league and you're seeing that here with this year's usc team but of course we've got to talk about juju watkins the number Mm -hmm. one recruit in the country coming into usc staying close to home to play her college basketball and last weekend up in the bay area She set a USC program record with 51 points at Stanford. It broke Sheree Nelson's mark from 1989. It's the highest in a game by any player in the country this season. And it set a record for the most points ever scored against Stanford, which obviously everyone knows that head coach Tara Vanderveer is one of the all-time greats, a Hall of Famer, just set the record for the most wins by a college basketball coach a couple of weeks ago. And you can always say, Kayla, for the rest of your life that you and Juju combined for 51 points in that game (laughs) against Stanford, right? Right. Of course. That will forever be my claim to fame. But no, just it's been so great to play with a player like Juju. I've truly never played with someone of her caliber, someone of her just truly greatness. And it's been so great to just watch her evolve, even from the summertime. She obviously has a lot of weight on her shoulders, you know, coming in as the number one recruit in the country but I think she has proved to everyone that she lives up to her name and has will continue to exceed expectations and I have a you know a funny feeling that you know last Friday will not be the first time you know she's breaking records like such she has a such great uh, work ethic and really commits herself to getting better every single day and I think plays way beyond her freshman status so I'm excited to continue to see what she does and how she leads this team and it's just an honor to even call her a teammate and to share the court with her. And in that game specifically, McKenzie was the only other player in double figures. Only two other players got a bucket in that game for the women of Troy. What's it like being out there and seeing how Juju is doing what she's doing against, again, a top 10 team in the country in Stanford and having everyone else kind of struggling, though, and then pulling out a huge win at Maples Pavilion? Right. I mean... Yeah, that game was definitely 
a challenge in a lot of different ways. I mean, by the end of the game, three of our posts were fouled out. So we were playing with a, a really different lineup. But from the start, we knew Juju had the hot hand. So we were going to continue to feed her and, and let her do her thing. And obviously, a lot of us were sort of struggling to contribute points wise. But what we lacked in points, I think we really made up on the defensive end, having had one of our best defensive games as a whole, I think, in this entire season being able to really shut down two of the best posts in the country in Stanford and obviously an experienced lineup in them. So yeah, it was a great challenge. I think it taught us a lot of things. And obviously what we want in the end is to come out with the win. And obviously that wouldn't have been possible without Juju's historic performance. But as much as we're like so proud of that, we're not surprised that she was able to accomplish something like that just you know halfway into this conference season. She's so good already, but People might forget that she is still just a freshman. Right. How good do you think that she can become? It's scary to even imagine like how much she can still improve on. I think one great thing about Juju is that she's so humble. And, you know, as much as we're able to see sort of the fruits of her labor on the court and how she's been able to have so much success this season, she really prides herself on improving every single day on things that she can get better at. So I think as long as she continues to have that mindset and the team is there to support her, the ceiling is truly limitless for her. So, you know, after I graduate, I'm going to continue to follow Juju and I won't be surprised if she goes down as, you know, like Cheryl Miller, one of the greatest college basketball players of all time. For you to share a backcourt with her and you're starting with her. And like you said, you had to transition more from being a scorer in the Ivy to maybe being more of a distributor here. But I think Coach Gottlieb still wants you to shoot that three. You're the best shooter in the team from deep. So how do you balance with obviously having a star player in Juju Watkins, but also doing what you need to do to help get everyone else involved? Yeah, I mean, I think coming into this program, I recognize that it definitely wouldn't be the same sort of situation as Penn. And I was, you know, ready to accept that because I knew it was for the greater sort of good to be able to have a successful season and be a final four contender this year. So I was happy to take on this point guard role, be more of a distributor. But I'm also, you know, so encouraged and empowered by the fact that not only my coaches, but my teammates are so confident in me and especially my shooting abilities that they want me to continue to get shots up, to get threes up. So obviously as the season has gone on, I've had to you know learn how to balance that of, you know, being a great distributor, but also having the confidence to still have that scoring mindset that I had at Penn. And I think, you know, especially as we've gone into this sort of Pac-12 conference, I've really sort of found my groove shooting wise and hoping to continue that in, in the hopes that my contributions can get us some more wins. This is the Everything USC podcast. I'm Nara Wang. My guest today is one of the starters for the 10th ranked women's basketball team in the country, Kayla Padilla of USC. If you enjoy the show, subscribe, download, and rate it wherever you go to get your podcasts or at our website, Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com, on social media at Believe Network. I am on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it today, at Narawang Sports, N-A-R-A-W-E-N-G Sports. Kayla, let the people know where they can reach out to you and the team. Yep, you can find me on Instagram at k.smooth and on Twitter slash x at kaylacp underscore. If you want to find more about what the USC women's basketball team is up to, you can find us on Instagram and x at uscwbb. 
This is Dane Blanton, three-time NCAA champion, head coach of the USC beach volleyball team and Olympic gold medalist. You're listening to the Believe in Everything USC podcast with Nara Wang. And in our final segment, we're going to look ahead here for the rest of the season for the USC women's basketball team as we record the show on a Friday morning. Kayla and the rest of the squad are getting ready to play the Arizona State Sun Devils tonight. Got the Arizona schools at the Galen Center this weekend. The game against Arizona is actually going to be on Monday. And there are eight games left in the Pac-12 regular season before the Pac-12 tournament in Las Vegas and then the NCAA tournament after that. So, Kayla, what are your expectations here as USC right now tied for fifth with UCLA in the Pac-12? What do you want to see for the rest of the season? Yeah, I think the team has really high expectations for ourselves as we, you know, head into sort of the second half of conference. Though I know we, I just saw a stat that we've had like one of the best overall records since I think the early nineties for USC. I think we would argue that we would still could have had, you know, two of those losses be two wins as we've, you know, had some battles against Washington, the mountain schools, Utah, Colorado, of course, our first loss against UCLA. So I think we, taken a lot of really valuable lessons from those losses and I think that has translated us to getting big wins like you know our Bay Area sweep so we're really looking forward to especially you know continuing to prove ourselves and making headwinds in this conference play and hopefully climbing up the rankings but I think you know we're just ready to attack it one game at a time we've yet to play the Arizona teams in conference so far so we're excited to see what they're about and hopefully get another sweep at home and then again just excited to get some comeback wins against the Colorado and Utah squads. But again, just excited to take it game by game and to cherish every single opportunity we have to play at home as, you know, Galen has continued to bring in such a great crowd. So we love playing at home and getting to represent in front of our home crowd. Yeah, it was an interesting structure to the schedule this season. Played UCLA twice early in the season. Like you said, finally getting around to the Arizona schools, and then you're going to close out the regular season on the road in Arizona against the Sun Devils and the Wildcats. And for you, having your first year in the Pac-12, it seems like every game is a dogfight in this conference. So how do you make sure that you stay prepared for every team, whether it's a top 10 team like Colorado, Stanford, UCLA, or teams that may be struggling a little bit more this season like the Arizona schools. Yeah, that's a great point. I think throughout conference, we've really seen so many different upsets, especially in this Pac-12 conference. Truly anyone can beat each other on any given night, which makes this league so exciting and so competitive. Again, like I mentioned earlier, it's all about taking one game at a time and, and treating each team with the same sort of intensity and focus as, you know, maybe we would playing our rivals UCLA, which I think brings to mind to a lot of people that may be the game we're most excited about. So it's playing every single game like we're playing UCLA. Um, I think that's been the the main point and focus. But again, these Friday, Sunday, or in this case, Friday, Monday games, it allows us the opportunity to, you know, play a great game on Friday, but then completely clean the slate and get ready for the next team. So it's a, you know, a fresh and exciting opportunity to continue to prove ourselves every single weekend. And again, we're just really excited for the challenge that's ahead. Last season, the women of Troy made the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2014. I think everyone figures that SC is going to get back to the tournament this year, but 
Can the women of Troy make a deep run in the NCAA tournament this season? What's it going to take for that to happen, Kayla? I think it's going to take all of us, truly. Of course, we have Juju at the forefront leading this team, but it's going to take a lot of contributions from every single player, whether you know, it's you're know you playing 40 minutes or spending your time on the bench. It truly takes all of us. I think if we're continuing on the sort of same track that we've been going and continuing to maintain the same level of focus and intensity and, of course, winning the games we're supposed to win you know, and getting some upset wins as well, I think that'll help us make a deep run. But I think, you know, at the beginning of the summer, we've had aspirations to be a Final Four team and even a, a national championship contender. So while, again, taking it game by game, having that in the back of our mind is always, you know, a priority. So I think, again, just pairing this sort of being in the moment, but also understanding we have a larger goal in mind, that combination of focus and intensity, I think, is going to get us far and hopefully, you know, reaching our goals of being a Final Four team. Again, USC ranked 10th in the country right now by the AP as we talk on this show. Tonight against Arizona State will be on Pac-12 Los Angeles. The game against Arizona on Monday night will be on ESPN2. So nice to see USC women's basketball getting some more recognition this year. And Kayla, any final thoughts for the fans out there who are maybe following USC women's basketball for the first time in a while, partly because of Juju Watkins, partly because of the success of this team. What would you like to say to them? Yeah, I would just like to thank everyone for the support. And if you have yet to come to Galen Center for a game, I highly encourage those to come. We truly put on a show, so we would love to have you there and hope you can continue to root for us for the rest of the season as we hope to make a deep run. Kayla, thank you so much for joining me on the Everything USC podcast. It was great getting to talk to you. Same to you, Nora. Bye, on. For my guests, USC starting guard Kayla Padilla, I'm Nara Wang. Thanks for joining us for episode 99 of the Everything USC podcast, presented by Bet Online on Believe, the place to find a sports or pop culture show for passionate fan bases across multiple platforms. This is Believe. Every team, every topic, everywhere. And as I end every show, please remember to fight on. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.